American 11. Are you trying to call? The cop is not answering their phone. Our number one has been stabbed, and our five has been stabbed. Hey, I'm going to call from Washington. I have a situation with American 11, a possible hijack. What's going on, Betty? The crap is erratic again. Oh, very erratic.
Damn, damn, damn. Well, you know, what I got to say is this morning I was trying to pick out what to play at the beginning of the show. That first five minutes definitely gave me chills. And, you know, it's rightly so. You know, it's rightly so. Obviously, it's uh, we're talking about the 20-year anniversary of September 11th. And um, as chilling as that first five minutes was, I am probably going to play it again later on the actual show. But I just wanted to make a mini pod, if you will. Um just because it was really bothering me today, obviously, and a lot of people, it's, uh, you know, bothering today. But I feel like even last year when I made the, uh, when I made a 9-11 show, it, it didn't hit me nearly as much as it hit me t- today. Um, you know, because they had the anniversary all over the news, and I think it's still going on. But um, I knew I was feeling out of it and feeling off and whatever and i'm sure just like a lot of people are today um but i just can't believe it's 20 years you know but i had to play that first five minute clip because i knew it was gonna get to me i knew it was definitely gonna get to me and give me you know chills and goosebumps and put tears in my eyes but um I figured if that was going to do it to me, then it would definitely affect other people like that, too. And, you know, it's funny because there are actually people that are, you know, that can say that they barely know anything about 9-11 or, you know, they weren't even born. <laughs> you know, they weren't even born yet. You know, that's the funny part. Like 20, 20 years, there's people that are, you know, teenagers or 19 or college kids or something that you know but i guess it's one of the, i guess it's the same thing like if, if i say that i wasn't alive during um vietnam or something like that you know when people are just like yeah you know vietnam changed your life and this and this but you know it's just obviously it was uh a little different um all right <sighs> let me get my shit together so what i'm gonna do is uh I think I'm going to do a show tonight at 9:11 p.m. Eastern because you know I just feel like I didn't I really didn't even know what I was doing. I, I literally did the show. I did the YouTube show with Nikki P and myself yesterday. And what the only thing I mentioned about 9/11 was that I didn't really want to think about it and Nikki P is younger than me but she didn't want to think about it either. Um you know, to put it in perspective, she was in seventh grade and I was 20 years old with a job. <laughs> I hate to say that out loud, but it's true. Um, So she was affected by it a little bit differently, but I was at work and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, obviously, what happened, especially being, you know, living in New York and stuff. I'm currently in New York. I wasn't always living in New York, but when that happened, I was in New York. And um, I'll tell you, you know, you guys, my story about that. But I was thinking all week, I honestly was thinking all week about like if I should even approach it, should I, you know, if I should even do anything because I really didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I know one of the reasons why I was, you know, feeling a certain way this week was because of that or because of today. And I know that, um, You know, like I said, obviously a lot of people felt like that. So what we decided to do yesterday on the podcast on YouTube was just to have a distraction, a total distraction. And these days, I feel like more than ever, we need a distraction. You know, because even you guys that listen to me religiously. Oh, what up, guys? Yeah, I'm not even looking in the room, my bad. I'm just going to I'm just going to freestyle right now it's not gonna be a, a whole hour show i'm just getting some shit out i just want to um i think i'll be in a better mood and ready to talk about the stuff that i want to talk about later on 
today but thanks thanks for um listening and joining me um yeah so it was uh a distraction you know and and i've said it before a lot of times you know with everything that's going on in the world how crazy the world is um we all need a distraction and i try to sometimes when i'm not going crazy on the podcast or if if i don't have a tinfoil hat on or some people say that i need one So we played Truth the Dare. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I definitely recommend that you guys go check it out from yesterday. Nikki P was kind of lit. It was really funny. Like we were laughing a lot that show. She was <laughs> she was drinking a little bit and it was pretty fucking hysterical. But we had a good time. And then afterwards it was like, oh, you know, mission accomplished. We actually had at one point, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you guys are not watching the YouTube show, you're missing out on life. This didn't happen overnight, you know, because we've been doing the, the YouTube show since January of this year, but it took us nine months. But I swear to God, I got distracted one time as I was talking because I looked at the screen. We had up to 327 people watching live. Never been that high. Not even close. Not even close. I actually took a picture of it with my phone because I, I didn't believe it. But, um... You know, so the YouTube show is where it's at. But definitely a lot of people felt the same way. They just wanted to be distracted. And, um, you know, with life in general, just wanted to be distracted. So, there was nothing wrong with that. And I'm happy that we made that decision. Earlier in the week, however, Sinister Evil Patient Zero came out and was like, you know what? It's been 20 years. I want to talk about all the conspiracy theories and all the debunkers and, you know, shit like that. Like the debunker, uh, popular mechanic type people that are just like, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. And then you just proved them wrong. Um, Because obviously in the last 20 years, I've been... I've been doing a lot of research myself and actually that's one of the reasons why 9-11 was so impactful um for myself because not only was it impactful the first you know day that it happened the first weeks after that it happened the way that it just shaped the, the whole country it actually was the first experience now that happened when i was 20 years old okay so i'm 40 i'm not i'm not ashamed to say it but so half my life ago so i was 20 years old um and it was the first time where i started just questioning things you know even before i took the red pill in 2015 where i took the red pill and my friend you know kind of shoved the red pill down my throat in a sense and was just like yeah take this and you know ever since that i saw things differently and you know started to wake up and realize what the world is all about there's definitely sometimes even today that i wish I was completely oblivious and ignorance is bliss, you know, I wouldn't mind just like living in the bubble and not knowing anything and just being like, yeah, all right, I'll I'll go along with that. It must be, it must be facts because the government told me to do it and the government loves me, you know, that type of shit. So it was the first time, not, not right in 2001, in 2001, it was more like, why did this happen? Like, why do people hate us so badly around the country, I mean, around the the world, that something like this would even take place. And then it was like, it was narrowed down from like the world to, you know, why do these countries or why does this population or why does this um, organization or whatever it is. And then it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that when you're 20 years old, you know. But then, like, a year goes by, another year goes by, another year goes by. And then all these other little fact fact checkers come out. And they're like, you know, they start talking about the the jet fuel situation in the towers. And they start, you know, I start seeing documentaries where they actually see, like, little little sparkles, like a controlled demolition and 
who actually was behind it and you know the the $3 trillion that was missing out of the Pentagon the day before and uh, the list goes on and on the list goes on and on obviously 20 years worth of a list and that's when I just started questioning things and I was just like damn you know like what is what is really going on in this world but anyway my point being is that Sinister evil patient zero at the beginning of the week was just thinking that I was just gonna make the Friday show on YouTube, no less. Probably would have got banned or something, but I was like, well, what if I just did a whole podcast dedicated on that? You know, just basically regurgitating all the documentaries and shit that I've watched over the years and notes, mental notes that I've taken, you know, mentally and whatever and all that stuff. And, uh, then as the week got closer to Friday, I was just like, nah, I was like, no, I'm not going to be like that because first of all, you know, the people that really don't, the people that want to question things about nine 11, have already been questioning things about 9-11 for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm not preaching to the, like, I'm not preaching to the choir saying something that, you know, people are tuning in to a fucking variety YouTube podcast to get in the ins- the inside scoop of what's happening in the last 20 years. No, nobody is. So with that being said, I was just thinking like, yo, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody because that's all it's going to do. That's all it's going to do. You know, it doesn't matter the people that lost their family or family members or, you know, loved ones or have their family have been um, or I'm sorry, their life has been completely, completely, drastically forever changed in a blink of an eye. Um, And something that was so unnatural as that they're not going to care either way what I had to say. And if I'm trying to debunk something whatever i'm um, cuz i'm sure that the families were doing their own research their loved ones and extended families and friends they were doing their own research and they wanted to find out what was going on and they wanted to find out you know what exactly happened but i also think that just because i want to know cuz i'm a uh, questioning american i think a lot of people are just you know they just have that if you have an open, if you have an open mind anyway, if you have a closed mind, then you're just like, oh, this is what happened. And that's just what it is. You know, if you look at things a little bit bigger and the bigger picture and have a bigger perspective, then, you know, you're just curious about things. And I've always been like that since I was little. You know, back in the 40s. <laughs> um you know, I've always been like that, just asking questions and stuff like that, whatever, just thinking. And I believe me, if, if something like that, God forbid, happened to a family or a loved one or a friend or something, I'd be right on the front line of that. So I decided not to do that. So here we are. And I was, you know, like many people, probably at least some people that are that have half a heart or a compassionate. It was just it was just different this this year. You know what I mean? Like twenty years is twenty years. Like twenty years is a solid number. It was just it felt even it felt so much different even than last year with nineteen years. You know, like last year everyone was just like, Wow, nineteen years, can you believe it? And then the conversation moved on. You know, now it's just like twenty years. Cause what happens when you have anniversaries like that, like ten years, twenty years, even twenty five years, your brain plays back everything that happened 20 years ago you know good or bad so when i woke up today knowing obviously that what the day was knowing that it was september 11th and whatever i woke up today and my body like mentally obviously not physically but mentally and emotionally i i was it was like i woke up that day 20 years ago. And 
you know, it was um, clear as day, kind of like it is in New York today. You know, it's like 77 degrees and sunny out and partly cloudy. And it was like, it was so beautiful. September 11th, 2021, um, 20, 2001, that, um, you know, all they were talking about on the news, all they were talking about on, you know, the whole morning, on all the morning shows, I wasn't watching them, I was asleep, and I'll tell you why in a second, but I, um, you know, they were all saying how beautiful of a day it was, because it was like, you know, making that transition, it's like, technically still summer, but it's after Labor Day, and it's not you know, it's not actually fall yet on the 20th or the 21st or whatever, you know, but it was like that a nice, you know, cool, crisp air in the morning. And it was like so beautiful and so sunny. Slight breeze. So this was a Tuesday and the job that I had, I don't have to tell you guys the job that I had, but uh, it, it it's not purposeful for the story at all, but I had Monday and Tuesday off, right? So for me, having Monday and Tuesday off, that always meant that that was my weekend, right? So Monday was a day off to do shit, run errands, you know, whatever it was. Run, running errands at running errands when you're 20 years old basically means, you know, ordering a pizza and doing laundry at a laundromat or something. But what it also means, especially, you know, for me, one of the reasons why I was so happy to have my own place is I wanted to get obliterated. And I did. I got obliterated often. Sometimes even at work. So I did. And knowing that I can sleep in on Tuesday because it was like my weekend, I did exactly that. And like everybody, didn't expect anything to happen. So the first plane hit the first tower at 8.46 in the morning. 8.46 or 8.47? I can't think now. I think it's 8.46, 8.47, something like that. And then the second one was at 9.03. I remember that. But so... I had one of those flip pull-out antenna cell phones, okay? <laughs> one of those flip pull-out antenna cell phones at the time. I was just happy to have a cell phone, really. Um, and it was silenced off because I was obliterated from the night before and I was trying to sleep. And it wouldn't even be that out of the ordinary for me to sleep until like 12 to sleep till noon or something that wasn't out of the ordinary you know but anyway i got up and it was like 9 30 i think it was about 9 30 so right around the time when the pentagon got hit little before, a little after. I don't remember exactly because all I do remember is not sleeping until noon. I remember getting up at 9.30, basically like just to take a piss and take some um, Motrin, like some Advil or something, because I was hungover. You know, like I said, 20 years old doing the thing the night before. And most of the time, I would just crash right back in my bed and sleep till noon, probably, because I was, you know, feeling like shit. But instead, I happened to look at my little pull-out antenna flip phone, and I saw I had, like, 16 messages. 16 messages. Some were text, but really back then, especially those type of phones, it wasn't even, like... um. Nobody really had time to text because you had to do like the T9 bullshit and that took forever. Um, I, I know I had some of those as well. You know, call me back, call me back. Where are you? Call me back, call me back. But mainly it was the voicemail. It was the voicemails of my mom having a fucking full, full 
full-blown panic attack on like four different messages right in a row and then i had a friend and then the best friend and then a co-worker and then the fucking um i think my boss even called me but i didn't get through all the 10 messages because once i heard my mom having a panic attack and you know all she was saying was Turn, all, all I remember her saying was, turn on the TV right now. There's some crazy stuff going on. There's crazy stuff going on. I was like, all right. You got to figure. Like, I live in... I lived in New York at that time, right? I live in I live in New York currently now. I just... I lived about an hour south in, in 2001. Which, an hour south from where I'm at now is about... An hour north of Manhattan. Okay, so I'm not I'm not calling from one of the buildings. Like first of all, I couldn't afford living in, in Manhattan or or even in Brooklyn at that time. But I had family in Brooklyn, you know, trying to like locate family. Um, and the two things that the two people that I remember uh, exclusively trying to find once I turned on the TV and literally dropped the phone out of my hand like it was from a movie. Because I don't know, I don't know why they just kept replaying it over and over. Like they could have just said what happened, but they kept replaying it over and over and over. Plane crashes on this side, plane crashes on this side, plane crashes into this building, plane crashes into this building, and constantly seeing those mushroom clouds. It was like, are they trying to? I didn't, I didn't think of it then, but I was just like, are they trying to just make people have PTSD from this? Because it's just like constantly, they're just going to show it for you know the entire day. So then it was around the same time that, you know, the Pentagon got hit. Everybody was everybody was flipping out. Everybody was flipping out. And this is more than, you know, just New York at that time, because then they're just like, where's the other plane and what's going on, whatever. But the time, you know, like it was it was hard. It was definitely hard for me to wrap my head around what was going on for sure, because it was like I was watching a movie. It just reminded me of watching a movie, not real life. Ladies and gentlemen, never in a million years, never in a million years. I can't even say that never in a million years would I thought that something like this would happen. I'm not even going to say that. I know there's evil people in the world. I know there's people that don't like the United States. I know there's people that, you know, there's terrorists that exist out there. You know, I mean, look what we just look what Biden just did. We just gave. A whole terrorist, you know, group that took over a country, $86 billion worth of um, military equipment. So, you know, they exist. They exist. So it wasn't even that. The part that I absolutely would have never thought in a million years is those fuckers falling down. Not just falling like a couple pieces on the side fell off. No, no, no. There's no chance. There's no chance in hell that that would have happened. And it's still to this day is when people try to find out what exactly happened and how much information is just swept under the rug. You know, where I told you before, like they have the sounds. You know how many people were, were, vid were videotaping? Yeah, videotaping. You know how many people were video? taping and video recording after that first plane hit there is some footage of the first plane being hit but after the first plane w was hit there was what 50,000 cameras in New York City all aimed up to that building and then when the second plane hit obviously that was you know way too clear of footage because it was from all different angles and that's what they just kept playing on the on the media So these two smoking buildings that I can't even express to you how fucking tall and massive these buildings are. I mean, I know there's other like wherever you're living, like I know like the, you know, Chicago has like the that one tower. I forgot its name and 
Del Valle has like you know the tallest in the world. But this this at that time anyway was one of the tallest two buildings in the world. And I was in them before, and you have to take an elevator. And by the time you take the elevator, and the elevator is going mad fast, the elevator is hauling ass to the top. And by the time you get to the top, you have a headache and your ears exploded from the pressure. Like your ears completely popped from the from the, the pressure. And then you stand on the observatory deck and you can see all the five boroughs clear as day. You can see Jersey. You can see Connecticut, the whole tri-state area with ease, with ease. And it is absolutely an amazing view. But you would also think that buildings that tall would be constructed, you know, better than how they just fell like that, you know, and how I, how I say just felt like that is because I understand these are commercial jets that hit. But there's just too many conspiracy theories behind it, you know, like like I said, the little popcorn lights that that went off right before it, it fell like demolition style and the fact that it fell free fall you know from the top which is absolute bullshit because even if the, the whole top part everything above the plane fell free fall it would be it would have the resistance of the entire intact bottom part unless there was something fishy with the bottom part of the building and that's when there are beyond beyond the amount of witnesses that say that there was a massive explosion in the the lobby as well but anyway I don't want to get too into that because I'll I'll do a whole podcast on that and like I said, if people by now, 20 years later, are, are in the la- in over the last 20 years, I'm sure they have their own questions and I'm sure they want to research whatever they want to research. And I'm just going to let that go in respect to them, in respect for them. Because, yeah, I want to know, you know, and I and I have done so much research and I've watched so many documentaries and I've seen so much footage and I've seen you know, interviews with people that I'm sure if it came out, like if it was something like um, today, like if it was on um, Project Veritas or something like that, you know, if it came out on Project Veritas and it would be, you know, a whistleblower that was all in black and the voice was changed. I'm sure that had to happen a couple times. Otherwise, your whole, you know, your whole family would get killed or something like you never know. People that wanted to cover up anything whatever it was if if people wanted to cover it up if you're messing with you know the government for whatever reason you are going to make sure these people are silenced and the truth doesn't come out just like everything else (laughs) just like everything else that's going on in the world right now right just like everything else thanks for the heart there afro caribbean radio Friday to go, Reza. Yeah, appreciate you guys listening for sure. Um, I didn't expect this to go for an hour, but it might actually. But I don't know. Let's see. I So I talked about all that that I wanted to talk about. But let's just bring it back because when I dropped my phone out of my hand watching the TV because I thought it was a movie, my brain could not put together the pieces that I was not watching a movie. And then next channel, same exact thing. Next channel, same exact thing. Next channel, same exact thing. So once I did that, I finally, you know, had to call my mom back, call everybody back, be like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening? You know, this is crazy. And everybody had the same reaction as me. But after the initial reaction left and went away, I then realized, 
yo, I have family in Brooklyn. I got to call them right away. And then I realized that my uncle and my dad was both working in Manhattan that day. My uncle and my dad. And it's like, it was, it was one of those things where like you, you, you know, your body just stops for a second and just say like, okay, hold on a second. I know they weren't in the building. I know they weren't working in the building. Although my dad has years ago, I, I believe like in the eighties or something, he said that he did work there. My uncle, I wasn't sure exactly where he worked, but I knew it was like downtown Manhattan. Okay. The financial district. Okay. That's exactly where the buildings are. So I didn't know if he went to work that day. I didn't know whatever. So then this it started getting scary when I couldn't call out because I couldn't call out. Like I couldn't reach my cousins in Brooklyn. I couldn't call anybody in the city. Obviously, because of everything that was going on, it affected, I guess, all the boroughs. But, you know, I'm I'm an hour north of Manhattan, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm able to dial out. I'm able to tell the people that call me that I'm cool. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, shit, like I can't reach it, you know, and I couldn't reach my dad either. And he was working down there. And so that's where that's when I kind of digressed. And I went into the fact that the building wouldn't have fell with just the, the two planes um, hitting where they did. Like, there's just no possible way in hell or at least any possible way in hell that I would have expected this to happen because the fire and smoke, obviously fire and smoke goes up, right? So those people were fucked. You know, the, the there was obviously many news stories as far as people actually jumping out of the fucking window. Obviously, the people that were on the plane are deceased. Everybody up top, you know, choking on the smoke or, or burning or throwing themselves out of the window. That that watching that was where everybody really felt like, oh, my God, like this is this is the worst day in American history. Like this is so sad. And these this is so sad for the families and so you know sad for everybody that's affected by this. But when the building when the buildings came down. It was not just that one area and that one vicinity that people had to worry about because when that when those buildings came down, it was like the movie The Blob. It was like the blob of like this heavy asbestos dust cloud that was just slowly but surely engulfing everything in its path. And I know you guys have seen videos of that, but what I'm thinking is like, first of all, I would have been the scariest shit in the world. Like, you know, how, how fast I would have been running like most people. But I'm just thinking like, okay, hold on, because now this one area of the buildings and it being, you know, 180 feet high. And everything that's happening as far as like the windows being busted out and the shit like dropping on them, that that completely changed the game when they when the buildings fell, because now it's like the entire Manhattan is like engulfed by the shit. So then it was really scary. And then I couldn't, you know, like I said, I couldn't reach my uncle, couldn't reach my dad. Um, and actually, not until the next day. I don't know exactly what happened when the buildings fell, but I guess it was like one of the main I don't, I don't know, cell towers, communication towers, you, you know, they have, there's like 40 different antennas, like for TVs, you know, stations and stuff, excuse me. So when that fell and disrupted all that and destroyed all of it, it was, you know, basically you can't reach anybody. So that whole day was surreal, right? As of, you know, most of you can imagine um and i'm not gonna say anything any conspiracy theory about you know what hit the pentagon or whatever <laughs> you know let's just regardless something did right and who was behind it and what what it wasn't an inside job and whatever something did and then obviously the plane that i don't know if it shot down or if they said that the passengers actually you know 
heard what was going on and they did something about it and they tried to take the plane down themselves, which if that is the case, if that's 100% fact, then they are heroes for ever. Complete heroes, because I think that was going for the White House or Congress. That's where people, you know, came to the conclusion, obviously, if it was going that, that way. Um, you know, so everybody's... It's the, the that day is just so surreal, and everybody is an is an utter shock. Most people don't go to bed that night, or if they do, I'm sure they have nightmares, recurring nightmares of what they saw. Okay, so fast forward to the next day. It's Wednesday now, and I have to go to work. And I go to work and everybody was so, you know, everybody was so happy to see me. I was happy to see them. They were still, ladies and gentlemen, I, my shift didn't even start until 3 p.m. on Wednesday. Okay. They were still, all of the residents that were there and the staff were still sitting in chairs, sitting in the dining room or sitting in the living room on the couches still watching the news and they might have not even left they might have just been there stuck you know i know my mom and my aunt were like that my mom and my aunt were just stuck you know absolutely stuck i mean because they lived in brooklyn their whole life and moved upstate you know in the 90s and stuck just couldn't believe it couldn't believe it now the one thing that i want to say that as, as horrible as this day was and as surreal as it was and, you know, how still 20 years doesn't mean shit because, like I said, I woke up today and I felt like I was just waking up to take a piss and get Motrin that one day when I got all the voicemails. Um, you know, and how I still get chills and tear up when I played that first five minutes of the show. I, you know, it's like, I don't think that's ever going to go away. But the good thing about all this. The good thing about all this. Is that it, it brought us all together. It brought us all together. This was some this was a major tragedy, not just for New York, obviously, for the whole country, and I've never in my life saw more American flags in my life. American flags were everywhere, and it just showed that when something like this as as you know traumatic and drastic that that it is that you better believe that we are all in this together everything was put on the back burner i don't care if you're in a red state i don't care if you're in a blue state i don't care if you're an extreme conservative i, I don't care if you're an extreme leftist i don't care if you're black white asian mexican indian I don't care if you're gay, straight, bi, pansexual, transsexual. I don't care about any of that, and neither did anybody else. We were Americans first, okay? We are, we, well, we were, we are. We are Americans first, and I've never seen that type of unity before, ever, ever, ever in my life, to this day, to this day. So fast forward 20 years, and I still have not seen it. I still have not seen it, especially now what's going on because this is also you know a foreign invader if you will right because the COVID-19 virus came out of Wuhan and then all the, the bullshit with the shots and whatnot but when that first came out there was no unity and they knew that they wanted to make sure that there was no unity and there was no pulling together and sticking with each other through what was going on. And the reason why is because look what they did. Social distancing, right? Six feet. Quarantine. You know, don't leave your house. 
everything's on lockdown. Um, you know, wear a mask. Don't, 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 you know, don't see what your uh, emotion is on your face. Like, don't, you know, there's no smiling or looking at each other. Like, you know, we're all, we're all slaves and they're doing everything possible to tear us apart, literally rip us apart and keep us separated and divide us as much as possible during this whole thing. During this whole thing, if you believe it's a pandemic or it was a pandemic, if you believe it's a plandemic, if you believe it's a scamdemic, if you believe uh, whatever it is, because now all those things that I said was on the back burner for 9-11, they're here. They've been around the last 20 years. They didn't go anywhere. People were still, you know, being divided amongst rich and poor and red and blue and black and white and all these things but now it's just another division in the mix and that's vaccinated or unvaccinated and whatever you think about that doesn't matter because my point is it's complete opposite of what it was 20 years ago this foreign invader is dividing us more than ever before on top of all the division and separation that we had already on top of this. And now it's just adding fuel to the fire. Adding fuel to the fire. It feels like everybody has to be more alone and lonely and by themselves more than ever, you know? Wear masks in the house. <laughs> you remember when that first started? I don't know. I don't know if anybody. I mean, I, I don't personally know anybody that followed those drastic laws. You know, if you if you have to wear a mask outside for whatever reason, your job or something like that, or you go to the grocery store. Unfortunately, you have to do what you have to do for right now. But there are actually, you know, we don't want this. We don't want this spreading. You know, so make sure you wear a mask inside around your family. Like, oh, okay, all right. And these are actually the same people that wear a mask when they're driving by themselves, too, by the way. But, you know, separation, separation, separation. And I wish and I hope that one day we can get to a point of that unity that we had after September 11th, when we were all on the same page. We were all Americans first and we were going to fight for what's right and we were going to unify as this one great nation, you know, is, I don't want to say used to be, unfortunately, but unfortunately that is the truth sometimes is, you know, and the only time that's going to, and the only way that's going to happen now is if the true Patriots stand up to the mandate, because I don't, like I said, I don't care if you like the shots and you want more and more shots and you can't get enough shots. Like Pitbull song, shots, 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 shots. Or if you're on the other side of the spectrum and you want nothing to do with shots, like me, like don't don't come within five feet of me with that bullshit. It doesn't matter either way because it's my choice and it's your choice. As soon as the mandate is introduced, that's the problem. And that's going to be the only time where it could possibly, possibly, possibly break this medical tyranny that we have going on right now and stand up and show them that we are all in this together. We are all in this together. All right. With that being said, 50 minutes. All right. Well, you know, I had to say something about it. I feel a little bit better. Um, you know, take this time to reflect wherever you're from. And uh, take this time to just put out some extra prayers and positive energy to all the people that were infected and are still infected. You know, are still infected. Um and affected, <laughs> infected, affected by everything that's going on. And, you know, obviously, because as much as I say, 
that I get, you know, teary eyed playing the intro or if I talk about it and I say like, yeah, it was crazy. It was surreal, whatever. Like I didn't lose anybody. You know, I couldn't locate my dad and my uncle and I couldn't reach my cousins in Brooklyn and whatever like that. But I couldn't, you know, I can't say that I actually lost people and were affected that way. So was I affected indirectly with all you guys? Yeah, 100 percent. But, you know, fortunately, not directly. And that's why. On the anniversary, especially on the anniversary, and especially on the 20-year anniversary, we have to remember the people that were. I can tell you one thing. I'm sure that the uh, everybody who was infected and is infected affected why do i keep saying infected was affected is um probably pretty pissed off how we left afghanistan after 20 years i'm just saying you know i would i would hope that we got some vengeance and not even vengeance and not even revenge or if we just got some type of closure and we don't have any of that so it's just another thing that it's just like, you know, to to enrage these these poor folks who are like going through it. You know, I know that would that would definitely enrage me. But either way, positive energies to them, positive energy to everybody. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you next time. I don't know if I'm going to do a show. I might just hop on here for no reason later today. I was thinking about doing the actual show and just coming on here for a second. But it feels like. I did a long enough show that I could just post this. Um, But you never know. You know, you never know. Here, a mixture of variety. It is Savage Saturday. And this does not include Savage Saturday. So Savage Saturday is more like hip-hop and dance mix. So we'll see if I get into that later on today. Um, Other than that, make sure you follow us on IG at Mixture of Variety. And if you follow us there, you will see a link in the bio for our youtube show that we did last night you can click the link in the bio and it'll take you right there the live show and well it's not live anymore we did it last night and also if you follow us on ig you'll know what time i'm going live tomorrow for sunday spirituality yes sunday spirituality we are back again with sunday sunday spirituality the thing is i don't even know what time i'm going live so i can't even tell you guys now you know because you guys are my vip people right now (laughs) i can't even tell you um just follow us on ig and you'll know for sure i'm assuming it's gonna be like if i had to guess i would say maybe like one or something 1 p.m eastern but we'll see all right you guys have a good rest of the day and i will talk to you next time deuces